0: Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, August 24th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Many schools are starting the year online. Learning from home created challenges for families in the spring, and teachers are still figuring out how to make it work.
1: A big point that I try and make to teachers is to do less. It's hard to connect with learners, so pick the thing that you're passionate about and teach that first.
0: In just a few minutes, we will examine how e-learning could work this fall. Investigators are still trying to figure out what caused the partial collapse of the Lemp Brewery in South St. Louis. The St. Louis Fire Department says a building, quote, sustained a substantial collapse yesterday morning. No one was injured, but 700 bicycles are under the rubble. They belong to St. Louis B-Works, a local nonprofit that refurbishes bikes. Executive Director Patrick VanderTine says roughly 80 percent of the organization's inventory was in that structure. The building is in a very dangerous state right now. They're trying to bring in some wrecking crews to bring down some walls that are um, pretty unstable. Um, And so that's one of our big concerns that we're trying to address today. The Lemp Brewery was built in the 1860s. Many St. Louis churches want to make the voting process easier ahead of the general election, St. Louis Public Radio's Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson reports. New Northside Missionary Baptist Church will be offering rides to the polls on Election Day. Rev. Roger Burton says on Election Days, the church drives both members of the church and the community to the polls through its bus ministry. His church also has an in-house notary for those who want to vote by mail or absentee ballot. Several Episcopal churches are offering notary services this election as well. The Most Reverend Michael Curry, the presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church, said in a statement that Christians are obligated to vote and quote, it is the church's responsibility to help get souls to the polls. I'm Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson, St. Louis Public Radio. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker's new call for transparency and ethics reforms for utility companies is receiving high marks from advocates. Pritzker is calling for more oversight of energy companies like Commonwealth Edison. ComEd was recently charged with bribery for giving jobs and contracts to gain favor with Illinois House Speaker Michael Madigan. Abe Scar with the Illinois Public Interest Research Group says up until now, companies like ComEd have heavily influenced any legislation.
1: How policy works for them has has been the center of policymaking rather than what works best for customers and the public interest.
0: Pritzker also wants to change how utilities set their rates to make it harder to increase costs for customers. Researchers at Missouri University of Science and Technology are on the verge of finding a new use for soybean oil in some industrial processes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports it could have applications for several industries, including car manufacturing.
1: Two professors at Missouri S&T have shown soybean oil can replace a mixture of petroleum oil and water that is used to cool and lubricate metal when it's being cut. Chemical engineering professor Munday Okoronkwa says their process only requires a few drops of oil compared to the buckets of the water-oil mix. It leaves a large quantity of waste because how this is done is it is flooded. The conventional way is to flood the cutting zone. Ford Motor Company is interested in using the technology after additional tests. The research was published in the International Journal of Advanced Manufacturing Technology. In Rala, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: The school year is starting remotely for many students after pushback from parents and teachers. Peter Medlin reports on how online learning went for students in the spring and how it could be a different experience now.
1: As the pandemic began to surge, schools closed and most students switched to online learning almost overnight. Schools with less access to technology relied on paper packets, especially for younger elementary students. It was more like crisis teaching like building a plane as you're flying it. That's what Lindsay Zelley says. She's the director of professional learning at the Illinois Digital Educators Alliance. They didn't really have time to figure out all the little nuances that come with lesson planning remotely and meeting the needs of learners in an online setting, or perhaps even reaching learners who don't have access to Internet. Rockford Superintendent Aaron Jarrett said in May that 1,200 of their families didn't have adequate Internet service. The Dixon Community School District solicited a parent survey asking about the biggest challenge their kids face learning from home. And through a Freedom of Information Act request, WNIJ obtained hundreds of those responses. Spotty internet frustrated families. Parents wrote about their kids juggling a single device for their schoolwork. Educators were often praised for helping them get through assignments, while numerous parents cited a lack of teacher interaction as a major issue. Childcare was one of their biggest concerns. In the United States is seeing a childcare crisis during COVID 19, and it's no different for Northern Illinois parents. A parent of an elementary school student wrote that, quote, My child gets passed around to five people and houses for childcare, depending on who's available to watch them. A Dixon Middle School family said, quote, My husband and I are both essential workers. We were having to stay up late to help with homework. It was very, very hard on our son as well as the parents. And that problem hasn't been solved for schools starting out online this fall. Childcare is expensive and could put low-income families in a bind. Districts like DeKalb are trying to offer options. Interim Superintendent Griff Powell says they're partnering with several childcare organizations, including the YMCA, who can also help students with remote learning. We have reached out and we are actually housing some of those activities in a couple of our buildings. Online learning in the fall will look considerably different than the last spring. For one, it'll be longer. The Illinois State Board of Education is mandating five hours of remote learning. Two and a half of it must be synchronized with the class working at the same time. Some school districts prioritized professional development for their teachers to feel better implementing a remote learning curriculum. In a district survey, 64 percent of Freeport teachers said they needed more of that help. And a third of those same teachers said they see themselves as beginners who know the basics but not much more or just slightly above that when it comes to teaching new material online. Lindsay Zelley says the Illinois Digital Educators Alliance held online sessions throughout the spring and summer. A big point that I try and make to teachers is to do less. It's hard to connect with learners. So pick the thing that you're passionate about and teach that first because that passion is going to reach students beyond the screen much better than... You know, unit one. They've also held presentations for parents looking to help their kids with remote learning. The other key difference between the spring and the fall? Grading. In April, Illinois decided grades wouldn't count for or against students, which made it difficult for some to stay motivated and engagement often nosedived as the virtual year came to a close. By the end, participation at some Rockford elementary schools fell below 20 percent. But numbers at other schools hovered in the 80s and even 90s. Only 25% of DeKalb students were present and logged in for all 29 e-learning days. A typical letter grading system will be back this fall, much closer to a regular school year. Griff Powell says that's just one of the reasons he thinks participation is going to be much better. The other reason is that now a lot of those teachers do feel more comfortable teaching online. Educators are experimenting with things like Bitmoji classrooms. It's a cartoon digital hub where students can click to explore resources. Think of a bookshelf that links to the library. Lindsay Zali says it's impossible to recreate the classroom experience online, but they can still bring a little normalcy to a year that's been the farthest thing from normal. I'm Peter Medlin.
0: Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway.